You're about to listen to episode 36 of Women Who Kill. If you like what you have heard up until now, definitely stop by iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. I say iTunes, I mean Apple Podcasts. It used to be called iTunes. They changed it. Uh, if you want to support with your dollar, stop by patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash k-a-i-c-h-o-y-c-e. Join the Women Who Illuminati. Get free things, bonus content, access to the entire archives of the show, uh, whereas you can find the most recent 10 episodes everywhere. Fine pods are cast. Let's get into it. Our guest today, a very funny writer and actor, uh, and also a listener, Marnie Olson. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. I'm like your stalker. I've listened to almost every single episode. Uh, and that's how it should be. <laughs> Seriously, don't miss an episode. There's so <laughs> many gems. So today we're going to be talking about... Uh, you want me to take that one? <laughs> Leonardo Cianciulli. She's Italian, as you can tell. Uh, Leonardo was... Uh, did they did they base the movie uh, Chocolat uh, on her? <laughs> about, uh... um, there is a movie about her, which I'm now obsessed with getting a copy of and watching. But it, I don't know if Chocolat was based on her. <laughs> I do know there is a movie that was released originally uh, as Gran Bolito, and then there's an English title called Black Journal. And okay, it was released in 1977. I am dying to see it because it has Shelley Winters as Leonardo. Huh. And Shelley Winters? Yeah. And oh, I forget how good of an actress she is. She's I mean, amazing. She played a, a baby lamb for years. That's, <laughs> That's acting. Her. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, so I've seen a few clips on YouTube. It definitely looks worth watching. Uh-huh. Um, Max, von Sod- Va- Max von Sydow is in it. Who's that? He's that really tall guy that's kind of creepy. He was from Sweden. I think he's still alive. He's like ninety. He was in The Exorcist. He's been in like. Did a lot he play of stuff. the priest? He no. He might have played the priest in The Exorcist. Um, but he's in this movie, and in this movie, Max von Sydow. Max Max von Sydow. Yes, he's big guy. He's like six four. Anyway, in this movie, all three of Leonardo's victims uh-huh. are played by men in drag, including him. What? And it looks amazing. Just check it out on YouTube. And like the film's in Italian. I didn't even know Shelley. But is it, uh, Italian. is it supposed to be like campy? It's kind of campy. It's that kind of night, late 70s sort of campy horror exploitation kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so he yeah, did play the priest. In The Exorcist. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody knows who he is. You okay. know who he is when you see him. Imagine him in drag. Okay. Now, Leonardo was born in 1894 on April 18th. Uh, what sign does that make her? Well, here's the thing. I've been obsessed with her um, astrology. Uh-huh. I actually am a, uh, a bit of an astrologer. I've actually done it professionally. Oh, really? So I found a lot of conflicting information. I found two different April birth dates, which would have made her an Aries. And I also found quite a few links that said she was actually born in November. In 1893, which would make her a Scorpio. How did how how does a seven month discrepancy? I don't know. It was happen. like in in the late 1800s. You know, they didn't have. I don't know the internet. I don't know. But I mean, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's I, a I've big never discrepancy. Been to Italy, um, but I'm I'm assuming they have seasons there, right? And those are even if you don't remember exactly when your baby was born. <laughs> 
You know what season it was. You do, but I don't know why there's conflicting information. But yeah, so she's either an Aries or a Scorpio. Okay. Which I can kind of see either one. Scorpio obviously has kind of more of a bad rap to the layman because... Yeah, why Why do everyone so not think vengeful? Scorpios are crazy? Because they're vengeful. Mm. Um, and then she also had this like Pluto conjunct Nep- Neptune opposed by Mercury, which would kind of makes sense based on like her rationale the way that she rationalizes her crimes Uh which we can get into because it was she really wasn't like running around like a screaming maniac stabbing people or whatever she had very logical reasons for doing what she did it made total sense to her she was very kind of cold and methodical about it yeah so that kind of makes sense so i don't know she's either an aries or a scorpio Either kind of works. Maybe I'll tell you my birthday later. And, You're and, a Capricorn. And my, my time. Well, what time was I born? <laughs> I don't know. Did you just guess that? No, I think I know it. Okay. I think because I, because we always, you always talk about astrology on your show, and I think you've admitted oh, to being right, a Capricorn right, right. a few admi- times. I admit it. You admitted it. <laughs> but yeah, if you tell me your birth time, then I'll know what your rising sign is. And I that's think it was m- maybe like 2 a.m. or something like that. Oh, okay. It was, it was early. Early in the morning. All right. So it could be, you could have Scorpio rising, or uh, you could have Sag rising. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look at it. Okay. I'd have to do the math, and okay. I don't have time right now to do right. math. Okay. We, well, we hopefully it's not, it's not too, uh, too, too bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she was born in... Uh, in uh, 1893 or 94. Yeah. Depending on who you ask. In right. a small town. She was born in Montella, Avellino. And apparently... Had a tumultuous childhood. We don't know how or why. Well, what everything I read about her mother, yeah, like her dad died or something. Like he was shady or something crazy went down with that. He like disappeared or he died. But no one knows how. It's mysterious. Uh, the mom apparently was very mean. And ab- controlling. Emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's said that she told her daughter, like, oh, you have the devil in you. You're cursed. You'll always be cursed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like some not great energy. Yeah, I mean, she she attempted suicide twice as yeah. a as an adolescent. Yeah, as a teen, Leonardo definitely tried to commit suicide twice. I kept reading that over and over. So she obviously had some stuff going on mm-hmm. from an early point. Now, when she was twenty three, which I feel like is late. In for, those days, for, yeah, for that time, especially in Italy, that's old to yeah. be getting. Hooked, she got married. Married to Raffaella uh, uh, Raffaella Pansardi, and he was a registry clerk. And her mom was like, "Nah, don't care for this guy. Y'all are doomed." You know who she her her cursed. mom wanted wanted her to marry uh, one of one of her cousins. Right. So she wanted her to keep it in the family. <laughs> She's like, nah, I'm gonna hook up with this Raffaele. That's a cool name. They're like, she- unacceptable. <laughs> we don't we don't even know him. <laughs> we don't know him. He's not related to us. <laughs> Your union is cursed. Uh and it and it might have been. You yeah. know, maybe mom was right. Yeah. Because it doesn't go well. None of it goes well. Four years later they moved to uh Loria Potenza. Uh and uh, somehow Leonardo got caught up in uh, some sort of a scheme. She, right. She, no one knows. There's no a lot of stuff. On this. A lot of <laughs> a lot of like details that that seem very important. That it's like okay, so this 
crazy thing happened, but no one knows what really happened. She went to jail for fraud. Yeah, and I couldn't find any information about like what she did to yeah. go to jail for fraud, just that she went to jail for fraud. Yeah. So I don't know what like scheme she was up to, but she got busted and did some time. Yeah, and that was that was six years after they moved to this town. She got busted, and then... Uh, I don't know how much time she did. I don't think she did much time because three years after that is when uh, an earthquake destroys their home yeah. completely. Yeah. So the curse is starting to seem like maybe it's a thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So her house Or the curse was her. Yeah, maybe she is the curse. Like, maybe that's what her mom was saying. <laughs> but see, Leonardo was also very superstitious. Not only did she hear this from her mom, but yeah. she had visited multiple fortune tellers uh -huh. who had said, it's not looking good for you. All your kids are going to die young. I see prison in your left hand and an asylum in your right. Yeah. Well, during, during her marriage, she got pregnant 17 times. Ew, right? Seven. That's a lot of pregnancy. Yeah. That's gross. But I mean, I didn't even know that was, that was possible. And but Yeah. Well, and there were three miscarriages. So if you have a uh -huh. miscarriage, you can immediately go out there Ugh. and knock boots again, get pregnant again. But would you want to? I would not want to have that many. I don't even want to have one pregnancy. Yeah. That's just not my scene. So 17 seems really brutal. She had three miscarriages and then 10 uh, pregnancies that she was able to carry to term. But the kids died at a young age yeah so that's 13 kids who died four who did not uh the out of the four who did not we only know the name of one giuseppe <laughs> <laughs> because Sorry. he was her favorite right so everything i could read was like so she's got all these kids die before the age of 10 it's really bad. She's got these four left. There's all this talk of like, she's so protective of these remaining four kids. Mm -hmm. But obviously Giuseppe's the favorite because we just hear about him all the time. And what I read is that basically there's three sons. No information about the fourth kid. So I'm thinking who, she maybe must she's be a, a daughter, daughter who doesn't matter. And doesn't she's like, matter. mom, you're fucking crazy. I'm out of here. And she just yeah. like skipped town she's or like, something. I'm clearly useless because I'm a daughter. Yeah. So... I'm going to bounce, maybe find a hot registry clerk that I can hook up with, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so apparently, um, well, she she went to fortune tellers often, and I think also considered herself a fortune teller. But uh, the one fortune teller that you mentioned told her that all of her kids were going to die, said the only way to keep all of her kids from dying was to perform a human sacrifice. Right. Someone told her that. More on that later. Now, yeah. yeah, more on that. Oh, and the other thing. So, Raffaele, this husband of hers, yeah, I had to really dig to figure out what because there's just like he just sort of disappears from the story, yeah. So, I kept trying to figure out like what happens to this guy, like he's just gone. And apparently, after like they lost their home in the earthquake and they moved to Correggio, where all this stuff is going to go down, mm -hmm. he became this raging alcoholic and abandon the family and the oh, account, I wonder why <laughs> I know right the account I read though was like and he was never seen alive again oh. which I don't know I'm kind of it's conjecture but I am kind of wondering she did have this this thing in her head she that she lived knew in curses exactly required death maybe oh, Raffaele was her first maybe. victim could be Ooh. I'm just saying Maybe that's how she saved her daughter that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Kill the husband who doesn't matter <laughs> to save the daughter who doesn't matter. Oh. 
And maybe that's how her business started. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that those were her first products. We'll get to that. Right. She could have been like, hey, I am good at magic. As we uh as we all know by now, Giuseppe is the favorite son. Uh apparently at, at this time there was a there was a little war that was about oh, to start. Oh yeah. A little conflict known as World War II. Right. And you got Mussolini being like, hey, I have a great idea. Let's get on the side of the Germans. They seem cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then so all these young guys are getting drafted uh-huh. to um, be in World War II. But Giuseppe was actually joining by choice. Right, which I'm sure did not make Leonardo happy. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, your mom being so crazy that you're like, well, the war's going to start. Let me get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm going to go get for join. sure killed. Yeah. <laughs> Anything's going to be better than living at home. Right. So Leonardo decides, my son cannot go away to join the army. I have to save him. What do I do? Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I had, an, I had a plan for this. <laughs> Didn't a fortune teller tell me that I, I needed to to commit a human sacrifice in order to keep my son? Yeah, let's yeah. I should let's get the ball rolling on that. Life for a life. There yeah. we go. Makes <laughs> sense, right? It's completely logical. Now I don't know how she decided how many sacrifices were needed. Well, see, that's where I, I read the accounts that it was like that she intended to kill three women to save her three sons, mm-hmm. which is what made me realize that maybe the daughter was not valuable <laughs> if she even existed because right. we have no record of who she is. Yeah. I can only assume she's a female and therefore has no value. But yeah. then I also read something about how she had planned on committing four murders to save her four remaining children, wow. in which case maybe a fourth victim was you know, in her sights. Okay. To, but to save the daughter, that was like the last priority, Yeah, maybe. And maybe there was another woman in the mix that she was going to murder. And uh-huh. why all, she kills all three of these victims. They're all women. Yeah. And they're all in their 50s. And they're all these kind of like lonely, tragically single women. Uh-huh. So I wonder what's up with that. Well, no one would miss them. That's true. If you don't have a man, what do you have? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. In, uh, in, in such a society, it's, uh, I mean, they didn't have Twitter back then, so no one could be like, hey, lonely lady, you haven't, you haven't tweeted in two weeks. Did something happen right. to you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. You can't follow their cats on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, so she's got her victim pool, which is, I think, among the... The, you know, the, the neighbors, people went to her little store that she had. She had a soap shop. Yeah. And I think she sold some clothes too. I don't know. But yeah, she also sold soap, which is going to come up again. She sold soap and told fortunes. Yeah. And told fortunes. And so she had all the village women like going to her for advice. Gossip. And she would make potions, which is really convenient if you want to like have someone drink something yeah. that's going to like make them a little sleepy. Like I do magic potions gonna be a hottie you're gonna have a new boyfriend if you just drink this potion and she also already knew everyone's business right because you tell you uh, you're for some reason people feel comfortable telling psychics the same stuff that they tell a therapist right, right. and uh so she knew people's weaknesses she knew their uh their whether they desire? had people yeah, yeah. how like, to I know what you want yeah exactly and i can get it what to how to manipulate them uh who cared about them Right. Or who didn't yeah. care about them. Yeah. Yeah. 
So her first victim was a, a woman named uh, Faustina Seti. Uh, she was 70, uh, she was in her 70s, I believe. Well, I've read an account that she was in her 70s, and I also read that she was like in her 50s. Odd. It's so like depending on who you ask. that's a big discrepancy. Um, most of what I read, it was like 50-something, but then I kept stumbling on some 70-somethings too. But You think they were just asking men who's like, ah, I don't know how old that broad is. Yeah. She's just like, I don't you know, know. Anyone over 40 20, is just... Uh, yeah, 80, 95. <laughs> <laughs> 40, 90, what's the difference? <laughs> totally not fuckable is what I'm saying. Not the fuckable. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, she's but she's lonely. She's a lonely lady yeah. looking for love. She's, she was uh, described as a lifelong spinster. Oh, lifelong spinster. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> oh, no. But Leonardo is like, hey, I got this hottie a couple towns over. Yeah. His name is Paolo. <laughs> He's looking to meet someone for the, his twilight years. Can you imagine that? She wanted companionship so bad that she was willing to just up and move away to meet this random guy who oh. her friend is like, trust me, he's he's great. Oh, he's awesome. Little crusty, but you know, couple you'll get a couple years out of him before he croaks. <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. And then the other thing she does with all of her victims, she has them like, oh, hey, yeah, just like write your family some letters, but we're not just keep everything on the DL for now, but write all these, we'll just write all these letters to like tell everyone you're fine. But for right now, we need to keep it quiet. Yeah. And it's like every time that someone's like, hey, keep it quiet. And then later you can, we'll send these letters later. Like if it, someone asks you to do that, like don't, because they're going to kill you. Yeah. For yeah. sure. If they want you to keep this crazy plan on the down low, and then you're going to send postcards a couple months down the line, they're going to kill you. Yeah. Like, for sure. 100%. <laughs> don't do it. Come come to my house. We're going to have a drink. And uh, just, you know, before before we have a drink, um, here's a sheet of paper. I want you to write, friends and family, I'm fine. I'm fine. Sign don't come it. looking for me. I'm fine. <laughs> don't come look. I'm, fi I'm on vacation. I'm fine. Don't come looking for me. You are going to. Now drink this. <laughs> <laughs> now drink this tea I made you. Like, really? <laughs> And people do this. They do, and they end up dead. Like it's a, so. She poured her a glass of wine, <laughs> or she, some tea. She, she, some she, accounts she, say tea. Uh, some say wine. I mean, who? Who? Italians don't drink tea. No way. They're, ha they're having some wine. British person, history revisionist, is right. like, oh, it was tea. No, <laughs> it was wine. It was uh, a vino. Yeah, Italians drink wine with everything. And right? she was breakfast, lonely. lunch, she dinner. Was probably drinking too. Yeah. You know. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. Uh, so she drugged her and then when she was sufficiently drugged, which is so evil, um, and she didn't just like, she could have killed her with poison, but she didn't. She just got her incapacitated with right. the poison and then she killed her with an ax. With an she, ax. She beat her to death with the ax. And then <laughs> once she was dead, she used the ax, um, uh, what do you call it? To dismember for, her? For practical purposes. She right. used it practically. She was very specific. Her. I yeah. cut her into nine parts. Yeah, she could have killed her with the axe, but she didn't. Mm, just bludgeoned her like and a, then chopped her up. Like livestock. <laughs> you know, because she's like, well, if I if I kill her with the axe, then it's gonna be it's gonna be a mess and I'm not right. gonna be able to get clean butcher pieces out of it, right? Is is that the Well, I think so. I mean, again, like there's there is some conjecture because I found like multiple accounts of like, oh, she, you know, 
cleavered her, axed her, whatever. In the movie, Shelley Winters uses a cleaver, which I don't think is accurate. I think it was an axe. Mm -hmm. um, but then I, I ran across this Australian newspaper that yeah. I think might have been the equivalent of like their National Enquirer because some of it was like really a lot of conjecture uh -huh. about like what went down. Um, but they also quoted her memoir because Leonardo wrote a memoir yeah, while she, she was in prison. Yeah. And she, this is a quote from her memoir. While my victim was drinking an elixir I had prepared, I got an ax to place myself behind my victim and summoning my strength, struck the back of her neck, a rattle, nothing else. It was a master stroke that almost beheaded her. So I kind of wonder if she was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to behead her. And then like, didn't quite get the head all the way off. So she's like, I guess I got a bludgeon her now. Mm. Because like, if you, it's like, you know, you go to kill like a roach or something and you don't kill it that first stomp. You're like, oh, now I really got to get aggressive because <laughs> I don't want him coming after me. So maybe she was like, oh shit, I didn't quite get the head off. So I better just oh. beat her to death and Ugh. make sure. I don't know. Damn. It's, but it seems pretty vicious. By yeah. any account, it's vicious. And she she dragged her into a closet. She cut her up into nine pieces. Um, she gathered up all of her blood. Uh, and then, and this is, this is a direct quote, her official statement that she made to authorities in a courtroom. Yep. She said, I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda. I don't know how much seven kilos is. I don't do cocaine. I assume it's a lot. She said... Uh, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. This sounds like she had planned it for a long time. She goes on to say, as for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, mm -hmm. dried it in the oven, ground it, mixed it with flour, chocolate, sugar, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all the ingredients together. This Doesn't this read like a food blog? It's like, oh, totally. oh, God, just stop talking and tell me how much of everything goes into the recipe. I mean, how many cups of sugar yeah. <laughs> with the coagulated blood? She said, I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies <laughs> who came them. to visit. They call them crunchy tea cakes. It's so <sighs> gross. Ew. Though Giuseppe and I also ate them. Oh, they, yeah. she, she made crunchy tea cakes out of this fucking lady and served it to her kid and people who came to hang out. Yeah. Just neighbors. Hey, would you like some uh, crunchy? Would you like some crunchy tea cakes? Uh, it's not the Rice Krispies, <laughs> but it is a crunchy. Giuseppe loves them. Yeah. So they're just munching down uh, on these cakes. She's uh, eating them too. Uh, like she knows what it is and she's munching down uh, on them. That's the power of Italian cooking. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, like this is, they could this serve is you buckets of blood and make it taste good. <laughs> Where English people will literally just serve you a bucket of blood. Oh, for sure. And You're like, it's sausage. No, it's fucking blood. It's not sausage. It's, it's pudding. Blood. It's not pudding. It's blood. But they don't, English people don't, they don't even try to make it taste good. Yeah. But, you know, this Italian woman, she was committed to her. They're like, put some baking. beans on the side. It's like. Beans isn't helping. <laughs> it's still blood. Yeah, so she uh, she did this with her first victim. Yeah. She also got her life savings out of her. Yes, yeah, she did. She got like, I've heard multiple count, yeah. 30,000 or 3,000 Lyrae. I think it was only 3,000. I think the spin, the lifelong spinster probably doesn't How? have much. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah. How does she get the money? I need you to come to my house, bring all of your money. Well, I Give think. Give it to me. As payment 
for the matchmaking? I think it's some of it was that. Wouldn't it make more sense to be like, uh, I'll take half payment now, and then you can forward me the other half once you meet this guy and know that he's fucking real? Well... Yeah, but, you know, we're talking about a woman who The thirst. The thirst was was real. She was lonely. A lifelong spinster? Faustina made a Faustian bargain. (laughs) She did. (laughs) She did. So, yeah, so she's gone. She has no money because Leonardo has her money. Everyone's eating her. She's dead. Ugh. This is why I I hate hospitality. You you just can't can't trust. Can't eat at people's... Oh, I will never eat. If anyone... In my entire life, ever offers me uh, a crunchy tea cake. Like some water. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't take the tea you offered me because I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe this is part of the show. <laughs> yeah, but a crunchy tea cake, just say no. It's yeah. crunchy. That's not cool. Ugh. That's gross. Ugh. Yeah. So, um, so that was the first victim. Yeah. Next was uh, Francesca Suavi. And she, I think, was a, what I read was that she was a widowed school teacher. Mm -hmm. So she needs a gig. What do you know? Oh, I heard about this teaching job abroad. A a girl's school. Right, all girls' school, so you know it's totally safe. Yeah. It's legit. You need a gig, right? So... Selena R says, uh, uh, Francesca, why don't you come over (laughs) and, uh, we can drink uh, some wine and, uh, before you come over... Sign all of these postcards. Tell your friends that you're fine. You're you are definitely not me. dead. <laughs> I'm not dead. Don't look for me. <laughs> right. So, victim number two falls for this scheme. Same exact thing happened. Yeah. All her money goes to, and I think she had a little bit more money. Like yeah. maybe that was the thirty thousand lire. I don't know. It was a bunch of money. Now this was in uh, this was in September of nineteen forty. The first murder happened a little bit earlier than that, though. I couldn't find an exact date. I couldn't either, but I did. What I found was that th- all three of these crimes happened in the span of eleven months. Like it was pretty fast. Mm-hmm. She was on a roll. Yeah. She was cooking. So. Literally. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> So the third victim was uh, Virginia. Is it Cacioppo? Cacioppo. I think C-I is a ch sound, so I yeah. think it's Cacioppo. Cacioppo. She sung in the the, uh, the uh, opera. Yeah, apparently she sung at La Scala. That's the rumor. So she was a, a singer, but now she was... And this was a mistake, because yeah. people cared about Virginia. Right. She had some, like family who cared she maybe had a little street cred in terms of like a career yeah people were gonna look for her and be like yeah virginia hasn't hasn't showed up for for her soul and right yeah and she was apparently not you know not doing as well because you know she also was in her 50s so that's the same as like 90 yeah so she's you know old nobody wants to see old women sing because you know they're not hot anymore right so uh so she was apparently struggling her career was struggling Uh so what do you know Leonardo's like, are they I singing got a naked? Sweet gig for you. It doesn't matter. It's because we're we're just seeing them naked. We're just like <laughs> seeing them. You know, like your men are just walking around automatically stripping women of their clothing. So it doesn't really matter. It's like you have to look good in their imagination naked. And if you don't, well, you get what's coming to you. Well, they need to get better imaginations. Yeah. So, so I get your imagine. You can imagine someone to look any way you want them to look. That's true. But come on, guys. So, uh, so uh, Virginia again uh, promised to not tell anyone where she was going <laughs> or why. Right. And uh, on September 30th, 1940, came to visit Leonardo. 
Leonardo s- decided to switch things up a little bit this time. Well, yeah, because I mean, she did her usual first, but then I think the this woman apparently was on the plumper side and a little a little robust some sweet white flesh or fat or whatever she called it she yeah. was like mm, when she know? threw her in the pot it was a, a lot of fat started bubbling up so mm-hmm. she's like light bulb you know what this would make <laughs> what is what a, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what do italians say when what's the italian version of eureka <laughs> mama voila. mia is it voila <laughs> is it <laughs> voila i don't know what it is <laughs> I should, That's uh, a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the lamest one I can think of. Yeah, yeah. she goes, she she's like, Mama Mia, I should use uh, this to make uh, a soap. Uh, <laughs> so she pours some cologne into the pot, an right. entire bottle of cologne, and uh, it was like, this is the uh, the most acceptable creamy soap. Uh, and uh, she decided to gift it out. Turn she turned uh, her kitchen into a lush, a little lush mm. startup. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's like, hey, neighbors, want some soap? They're like, this soap is nice. Thank you. It's like the, the first cakes, like, the dove real even, woman campaign. Yeah. It's like all these real women, like, you know, embrace your curves with this creamy white soap. <laughs> They're like, oh, this feels like a second skin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah. But, see, she was getting a little, like, she, her crime did escalate at this By point. the way, the cakes... Yeah. It is said that the cakes were m- oh, much more delicious. They were way more delicious because uh, she was so sweet. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so nasty. It kind of makes me wonder if Virginia did any other weird things to their body before bodies before eating them. Now, no. Oh, and uh, she got a lot. She got Leonardo. a lot more money out of her, too, and a lot of jewelry. Allegedly 50,000 lira. I don't yeah. know how many dollars that is. I don't either, especially then. I have no idea. But she also, and she also had like, she had trinkets and jewelry, and some of the money she had was. Yeah like registered bonds. Yeah. So this is part of how they like tracked her later when they were like, there's evidence now. Mm-hmm. So this is where she kind of started to slip up, you know? She also apparently uh, sold their, their clothes and their shoes. Yeah. In her shop, I think she had like, she you sold don't clothes think in her shop. Someone would come in and be like, oh, this is such a good price on this uh, these shoes that I, I noticed a lady who disappeared. <laughs> these are her uh, shoes. <laughs> she had a bunch of these shoes. Uh, what a coincidence, huh? I don't know. It's like it's like the first literally bath and body works. You got bath, you got body, you got the works. It's all here. But they're like uh, not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth in the mouth. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna take this good deal. Yeah, I'm it's not... a good deal. You know, what are you gonna do? So and and uh what Virginia, this is the singer. So she also has some family, like yeah. a sister in law or something that actually gives a shit about her she had a a very nosy sister-in-law who actually as soon as she said hey i'm i'm leaving um can't tell you where i'm going sister-in-law is like "Mm, i'm gonna find out where you're going and she followed her and i like how they keep calling her very nosy i kept reading that over and over very nosy and like maybe she was just concerned yeah (laughs) because really you're like oh no i'm gonna go away but don't don't check up on me i'm fine this lady not minding her business she's so nosy she's so nosy (laughs) (laughs) right so the authorities are called by this i think by this the sister-in-law right the nosy sister-in-law because she last saw her sister uh sister-in-law virginia walking right into leonardo's place and never leaving right she went in but she didn't come out so, so yeah, they, the authorities are like, mm, 
we're going to look into this pretty, pretty quickly. Right. They showed up at Leonardo's doorstep and were like, clearly the man of the house disappeared this lady. Let's right. see right. So where the was, fuck is Giuseppe. They immediately assume it must be the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also read some accounts where they like they came there and they're like, hey, what's up? We think, you know, we think you killed this woman. She was last seen coming here. And Leonardo's like, no, no, no. Yeah. And then they say, oh, well, obviously it must be Giuseppe mm-hmm. because he's the man. Right. You look so, you're such a delicate woman. You couldn't possibly, you know, But sturdy forearms, up. man, oh, look yeah, at those forearms. Oh, yeah, she looks like she can wield an axe yeah. for sure. Like, <laughs> I would be scared to have her crunchy tea cakes. Um, but then apparently if the, just the threat of them going after Giuseppe, her beloved son, yeah. was like, okay, full confession, it yeah. was me. I did it. She confessed immediately. She gave very, very detailed uh, confessions. Like oh, she yeah. was also a poet, right? She was known as a poet amongst right. town. So, yeah, I think she, she even had like poetry readings at her shop. Yeah, She's like come yeah. on by, hear my poetry. Yeah, have a little soap. Have your fortune have a little told. tea cake. Yeah. Little fortune, little potion. Yeah. <laughs> makes you a little sleepy, but then all your dreams come true. <laughs> so she had a lot of side hustles happening. Yeah. So so she was very. Detailed and very flowery and specific, and I think she got off on on talking about her crimes. I think because so. she probably sat around and was like, uh, like wrote out exactly how she wanted to say it to make oh, it yeah. sound, yeah, the most poetic. Well, if you think about it, like being exposed to like these uh, these fortune tellers and a fortune teller saying to you. I see in your left hand a prison, and in your right an asylum. That's a more flowery way of saying you're doomed, you're going to go to prison in the crazy house. Yeah. You know, like, I think part of it was that that culture of, like, speaking in, you know, more flowery terms. I think she did right. kind of get off on that and fancy herself to be quite the poet Yeah, as well. Now, it was, uh, it was a few years before she was actually tried. Yeah, she was tried in time. 1946. The murders happened in 1940. Yeah, so it took some time. And like, what's going on? I couldn't. I was like, what's going on in the meantime? The trial itself only took like three days, right. but that span of time was she just chilling in her village, like, or was she in in, in a cell, in protective was, custody? I on? hope. Yeah, cut off from her. Uh, boiling pot and axe and <laughs> yeah and she did she also said at one point in the in the trial she even was like bragged that she donated her copper her copper ladle yeah. to the war effort because yeah. they needed like yeah. you know scrap metal she was so like she, if there was some evidence you couldn't find here's why <laughs> here's why <laughs> and i was helping the cause uh-huh. <laughs> of the army Oh, yeah. So oh, Leonardo. The trial lasted something like three days. Yeah, it was three days is what I read. She was found guilty. Uh, I mean, did they even need to find her guilty? She was like, yeah, I did She's it. She's like, yep, it was me. Here's how I did it. Hold on. Let, let me Hold pull on, out my me, memoir. Let me read some excerpts from my <laughs> memoir about all the ways that I killed these women. Yep, it was me. Um, she got 30 years in prison, three years in an asylum. The fortune teller was right. Dun, dun, dun. I'm just saying. Is that crazy? Is it crazy? So, so is it that she like manifested this destiny after hearing it? Or was that fortune teller just really good? Yeah. Maybe she was really good. And then what was weird is that the asylum was the last three years. Right. So that's kind of weird. It's like, was she in prison? And they're like, you know what? Once you get too crazy for prison. You're too crazy. 
you're too cray cray for prison. <laughs> We're gonna move you to the yeah. to the asylum. Like for the last three years of your life. Well, maybe it was like a maybe the asylum was kind of like a hospice for for prisoners. Oh yeah, maybe she was like you know kind of infirm, and they're like yeah, because she was a she was epileptic, and right. I guess she had been her entire life. She'd been yeah. epileptic. So who knows? She could have also been having like how good murder at, seizures. Were they at, like treating epilepsy back then? Maybe she was ha- seeing. Things, hearing voices. Do people her. generally murder and seizures? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But we've got better drugs now. I don't very know. complex, <laughs> very know. complex murders involving recipes, and uh, maybe maybe she had other things going on too. I don't know. It sounds like she had a lot going on. Oh yeah, I mean she was definitely a psychotic. Um, and there was something I found. Like this is something I stumbled on today when I was like just reading more, and I found these newspaper articles that were written in Australia in the early 50s. Mm-hmm. And this is... Australia like, was on it, huh? Yeah, they were just, you know, I mean, that was a few years later. But, you know, it took a while. There was no Twitter to get the news down. Right. It took a few years. Yeah. But apparently, according to this, and this is why I say it could be like the National Enquirer, because this seems a little sketch, that the 30s are thinking there's no way this woman could dismember a body. That's insane. I mean, she's old, right? Because she's like 42, so she's decrepit, <laughs> you know? So there's yeah. no way. Yeah, she's 90. <laughs> 42, no, yeah, 90, 90, whatever. whatever. Same thing. There's no way she could do this. And and according to this newspaper article, the authorities were like, you know what? We're just going to take her into a morgue and test her out. Now, I don't buy this. This is crazy. So apparently, and they gave her an axe. Yeah. So this is this is from this is from the Australian newspaper uh, called Truth, uh-huh. which uh, that right hilarious. there tells you how sketchy it is. Yeah. Um, when the element of the dissection was mentioned to her, she accompanied judges, police, and doctors to the Reggio Emilia morgue and expertly dissected a corpse into nine pieces in the astonishing time of twelve minutes. That just seems not true, because in her in her talk of her own crimes, it took her right. an hour and 40 minutes to... Maybe she'd been doing push-ups in jail, you know, just getting ripped. Maybe, but really, like, do you... I mean, <laughs> can you imagine just dragging her into the morgue and being like, cut up this body. We want to see if you can really do it. She's like, oh, man, I got to do a good job. I've never <laughs> done this in front of people before. The pressure is on. Oh. I'll show you. I'll show you delicate feminine flower. <laughs> 12 minutes, bitch. Check that out. So she, I don't know. She dropped the axe like a microphone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> axe drop. <laughs> I just don't think that happened. I think this is Australia making shit up. Uh-huh. Like, they don't have enough crazy stuff going on down there. They're like, hey. That's, I just, it sounds a little far-fetched, <laughs> even for this story, which is crazy. Uh-huh. It sounds too much even for that. So Leonardo died of a uh, brain bleed. Right. In Cerebral October. apoplexy. Yeah. October 1970. Yep. She, she lived was, a long time. She did live a long I mean, 76 was a while, especially back then, you know, when 40 was 90. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like 195 by today's standards. She's just like the crypt keeper. <laughs> um, but yeah, she uh, she apparently has she inspired this movie that I talked about that was released in 1977. She had her own memoir that she uh, released, the uh, Confessions yeah. of an Embittered Soul. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a good title. And apparently, there's a there's a band, Church of Misery, that released a song about her called "Confessions of an Embittered Soul." Okay, and there's uh, a Broadway play. There's a uh, Broadway play, "Love and Magic in Mama's Kitchen" or something like that. It was actually on Broadway. Uh-huh. There's also a 2008 documentary. 
um, about her in which they theorize that they were calling him Joseph, but it's Giuseppe because, you know, that's, right. you know, Giuseppe. Let's, you know, honor his memory. Um, but that their their theory, one of the theories is that he was her accomplice. He did help her with all of these things. Okay. But she was going to obviously not let her beloved Giuseppe take the heat. So she I mean, took I it guess off. if she, Who depending knows? on what was wrong with her. Right. There's, it's not surprising that it could have been genetic. Could have been. And that uh, she could have passed on her psychosis to her kids who were also raised by her. So, right. I mean, with, is it, is it nurture or nature? And then they have both. Maybe. You know, could be, I don't know. I mean, if she was an Aries, they're very independent. So, you know, she might want to do it herself, but (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Giuseppe was involved in it. We may never know. Mm Mm-hmm. And we may Is never know alive? the daughter's name. He's, he's, he should still be alive, right? Maybe, unless he ended up going to war after all. Oh, yeah. World War II, mm, that didn't go well. It didn't go well for them. No. <laughs> for the Italians who, you know, just made some bad choices. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good pizza, though. You guys did good with the pizza, bad with the war. Right. Now, the pot... The axes, the uh, the knives, a few of the things that the tools, the murder tools, murder tools, murder tools. a few of her murder tools are on display in the Criminological Museum in Rome, uh, including the pot yep. that she cooked everyone in. Yeah. You can, you can, if you're ever in Rome... If you're ever in Rome, when check in out Rome. that museum. Yeah, when in Rome, check out the museum. Anything that isn't there was obviously donated to the war cause and yeah. melted down it's for made scrap into metal. Bullets <laughs> made it to bullets to you know kill people. Ugh, the irony. Oh yeah, the irony. That's that's actually oh. a good pun. Oh yeah, because of the iron kettle. Yeah, wasn't it an iron kettle? Probably copper ladle iron for, kettle. For the sake of this joke and courage. <laughs> <laughs> so that. Was the story of La uh, Saponificatrice de Correggio? Oh, the soap maker of uh, of Correggio, yeah, yeah. Leonardo Cianciulli. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing a movie night to watch Gran Bolito slash Black Journal. As oh, soon yeah, as I can find a copy. So. I'll watch it during the day. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> a daytime movie day. Oh, yeah, I love horror films, but I, I really, I, I prefer to watch them during the day. Oh, do you get scared? I don't get scared, but my nocturnal thoughts are influenced. Oh, yeah. And like, so I have weird dreams. Oh, yeah. That I happens have, to me, too. Yeah. I mean, I get night terrors just having regular life, so. Oh, God, me, too. Yeah. You ever just <laughs> jump out of bed screaming? Oh, yeah. Life is a, <laughs> life is a night terror. It's a walking night terror. <laughs> Before we go, where can people find you? They can find me on my website, which is MarnieOlson.com. Okay. That's M-A-R-N-I-E. O-L-S-O-N. Yeah, so you can pretty much find out everything about me on my website. I, I keep that, you know, there's my web series is there, my book, my novel, which is a psychological thriller. Ooh. A lot of murders happen in that. Ooh. But, it's, you know, just a white guy killing everybody like they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's, that's, yeah. Uh, it's But yeah, the everything's culture. there. My All my social media links are there. So. Beautiful. All right, well, thank you so much for talking to me. Thanks for having me. You just listened to episode 36 of Women Who Kill. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, and tell a friend. Tell a friend about the show or tell an enemy. That's always fun. If uh, there's someone who you don't like very much and they just randomly get a text from you, 
that's a link to your favorite episode of a podcast about murder. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.